The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leave, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Christmas is about good news, isn't it? That is the best news. God came to earth for us. Let's see. I think the kids can go back. Everyone else turn around and tell somebody, I love you. Merry Christmas. Welcome to North Point.
Good morning. Welcome to North Point Church this morning. We thank you for being here. What a glorious day to be in the house of the Lord. What a way to enter into worship. Thinking about, thank you. Thinking about how wonderful God is and how much he loves us. Um, because I know y'all who have children know what it's like for you to ask your children to do something. To ask your child to give up his life for somebody else is something beyond anything I can understand. And I'm so thankful that we serve a God who is built that way. We have some announcements we want to get to and some prayer requests this morning. Um, we have talked about point man, and I want to explain it to you a little bit more while we're up here today. The point man, uh, Jim has a huge responsibility bringing the word of God to us every Sunday morning. And there's always things that I think of that I need to tell him, um, as well as probably some of you. But rather than directing those towards Jim on Sunday morning, we want to direct those toward the point man who is going to be in the information desk before and during the service and after the service. So if you could do that, today that point man is Sam. And if, if we could do that as a body and just help protect our pastor, I would appreciate that so much. Something uh, tonight that we have, or not tonight, but next Sunday that we have, we want to make the announcement that next Sunday at 5 o'clock, there will be a business meeting to talk about our budget for the upcoming year and all the things that God's doing in this upcoming year. So it will be next Sunday at 5 o'clock. Everyone is welcome to come. Uh, it will be next Sunday at 5 o'clock right here in the sanctuary. Uh, next Sunday, men, it is uh, it's time to get to breakfast on next Sunday at 8.15 uh, in the fellowship hall. Bring somebody with you, guys. We had a great time last month. Uh, Adam North came and spoke to us. We had a great time, uh, and he brought the Word of God to us. Not really sure who's speaking this month, but I'm sure it's going to be good. Who? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought somebody said me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very important today, if you have a youth from the 6th to the 12th grade, today they are headed down to uh, their Christmas party. You have to register by 2 o'clock today in order to go. Taylor Forsyth, if you have questions, Taylor will be in the lobby after the service. He can answer questions for you. Uh, they will leave here at 530 he will be bringing them back. Uh, so, so, so make sure that they register at 2 o'clock today. Uh, okay, prayer requests. Oh, there's one thing right here. I have one, I've had another announcement. Heritage Baptist Church in Calhoun will have an activity Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So, guys, if you get a chance... Uh, go out and see that Heritage Baptist Church that's in Calhoun. They will have a nativity Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thank you. Okay, prayer request. I just found out this morning, uh, Pam Webb, who is, a, who is a dear, dear friend of ours and, and, and of this church, um, she was taken to the hospital yesterday 
they rushed her into surgery this morning. They found out that Pam has a large tumor on her brain, and she is actually in surgery right now. Excuse me just a minute. Pray for the lost people. There's people everywhere that need Jesus. People that are, they are blinded by the, by the things of this world. And please remember people who do not know Jesus. John and Kathy Proper's, Proper, excuse me, son Jim is in Chicago. He was taken to the hospital with chest pains. So remember John. Uh, as y'all, a lot of y'all know, in Kentucky, there was a devastating tornado in Mayfield, Kentucky. Please remember to lift those people up to you. The, the last I heard, there was at least, they think, they fear eight people dead. Uh, please pray for those families, for the devastation that has happened, and their lives have been changed literally overnight. Pray for Vanessa Lopez. Pray for her son and that she, for her strength. Our... Uh, Sushik, who uh, is part of our close part of our body, and she started chemo um, for cancer on Friday, but they, she had a reaction, so they had to reschedule that. But I just got to tell you, the most amazing thing about Jeff and Sue is that Jeff is excited, and he told me Sue was. Because he knows that if God changed it from Friday to Tuesday, there's somebody that needs to see Jeff and Sue on Tuesday to hear the word of God. So pray that God opens that door and, uh, and makes that way possible for them. Please keep Sherry and her family in your prayers during this time of year with her great-grandchildren not being able to see them due to, due to events. Uh, please remember them uh, as I have grandchildren and I know how hard that must be. So please remember Sherry and her family. Please be in prayer for the Ramos and Bennett families as they learn to live without their fun-loving, outgoing son and brother, Zach. A friend Joel was diagnosed with... Um, ulcerative colitis and has to have multiple surgeries. A gentleman named Joel. This is for our family in Afghanistan. There's a young man over there, I, I believe he's a young man, that needs a wheelchair and a boot cast and treatment for diabetes. If he doesn't get that, he could lose his leg. So please be in prayer. 22-year-old son, yes it is. Pray for, pray for Nancy Fowler and the family. She lost her husband on Thursday. Pray, pray for Michelle Gulledge. She's having surgery Monday and, re, and recovery from a car wreck last Tuesday. Um, have a friend, Danielle has a friend is in need of a truck. If anyone has a truck and um, needs to sell a truck, she's got a friend that needs a truck and I pray that God will meet that need. Tim Mills is here today and Tim suffers from cluster heartache, headache, excuse me, cluster headaches. 
pray his, for his healing, that God would be glorified and that would ease the pain in his head. We have a lot going on in the church this morning. And, um, and in this time of joy and forgiveness and love, and um, so if y'all would, please, um, please close your eyes. And, and I want us just to clear our hearts this morning. We talk about in Every Man a Warrior how that there's things in our life that will interfere with our conversation with God. And I just want to take just a moment and give us just a few moments. Clear your heart. If there's unforgiveness in your heart, if there's brokenness in there that somebody's done to you, Please lay that down before we start praying to our Heavenly Father this morning. I'm just going to give you a moment of silence to do that, and then we're going to pray together. Father God, we come to you this morning. And Lord, we do ask you, search our hearts, our minds, and our souls, oh God. Fill us up with your spirit and dump out things of this world. Lord, anything that will come between you and us this morning, Father, I pray that you would help us to throw it aside, drop it down, Lord, and concentrate on the things that are truly important. Father, we thank you that you love us so much that you did send your son to die on the cross for us, Father. We love you so much for that, Father. And Lord, all these prayer requests that we have, seems like there's so many people in pain right now, Lord. We know that you are a healing God. And Father, I pray for Pam Webb right now as the doctors are doing surgery on her. I pray, Father, that you would reach in there and take his hands and do the things that need to be done in her life, Father. We thank you that she's a faithful follower and servant of you. Father, we thank you for Sue Schick, and we pray for her this morning, Lord. We pray with excitement for Tuesday as she goes in to hear what the doctors are going to do for her and to start her chemo. But, Father, what she's going to do for you, Lord, as she is a faithfully continues to serve you through the valley, Father, as she lifts her hands up to honor you, Lord, I pray that you will be glorified from that, Lord. And, Father, all the things that are happening, Pastor Jim, as he comes this morning, Lord, help him to lay down anything of the flesh that would interfere with what you have to say. God, I pray that you're glorified today as you so righteously deserve. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love 
also want to tell you guys, I've gotten a lot of questions about it, so you're going to receive this information. I want you to write it down somewhere, put it somewhere. First of all, I want you to put, don't call Jim. <laughs> don't message Jim. Don't text Jim. Don't, don't FaceTime Jim. There is a Christmas Eve service. It will be here. It'll be live. It'll be 7.30. Write that down for me. 7.30. 7.30, you've already started calling me. I know what you're doing. You're getting ready, for, you know, getting all your stuff ready, but what time is it? 7.30. 7.30, we're gonna be here, all right? Don't call me no more. <laughs> Tell your friends, all that stuff. Paxton, I appreciate your prayer, and, and, and it's funny you mentioned this. Little things can uh, be irritating sometimes, and, 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 and when Paxton prayed that, it kind of... Uh, I, I made a decision um, just right before I came up here. Dave tells me, he says, Jim, somebody stole your sign at the 
at the uh, cafe this morning. It wasn't there. I was irritated. I don't like a thief. I was irritated. I was sitting there saying, Lord, get this off my mind. Get this off my mind. Now, you know where I'm at now? Praise the Lord. I'm getting a new, new sign. Amen. <laughs> I'm getting a new one. And, uh, but anyway, um, let's pray. My Lord, we thank you. I thank you for your body of Christ. I thank you for your design. I thank you for your plan. I thank you for a baby that came into this world that was you incarnate. I thank you for the life he lived. I thank you for the word that he left and the Holy Spirit that he left with us. Lord, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, we're going to have a baptism today. Jacob, Jacob Harris is going to be baptized. And so I, I, don't, I don't want you to leave. It's not, baptism doesn't mean for some of you it's time to leave. Amen. But, uh, but a lot of us are visiting, you know, churches this season. Christmas makes us do that. And, and I want to say, first of all, thank you for coming. If you're visiting and this is your first time here, or you're, or you're just, this is your second time here, Easter being your first, and now you're, I want to say thank you. I do, I want to say thank you for coming. I really do. And, and but, but, but what that tells me for some of you guys, you're here um, this Sunday, you're, you're, you're investigating, you know, and, and you're investigating Jesus. And uh, because you hear that Jesus is the reason uh, uh, for this season, this, this child in a manger that, that you've heard talk about. And, 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 and a lot of you guys, folks want to get to know this Jesus because they see you. They see you and, 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 and they, they see peace and joy. Hope, you, you know, and, and they, all inside of us and, and something inside of them longs to have what you have, this peace and this, this, this joy. And, and they long for all of that. And, and, and they long for, I know what long, made me long for Jesus when I saw lives that were changed. Amen. When, when he came in and he made a difference and, and, and you began to, to walk it out. But there's still some folks that are suspicious, you know. You know, they'd rather deal with facts. They'd rather deal with evidence. They would rather deal with logic and even data. You could tell I've been reading some of Lee Strobel's book, uh, Case for Christ. And, and but but folks are want to deal with that. So so maybe if you're that person, today's a good day that you're here. And that's why I'm so thankful that, that if, you're here, if you're here just to kick in the tires of Christianity, to, to check this whole thing out, it's a good day that you're here. Today we're probably going to look at uh, the most famous Christmas story, uh, Luke's Gospel, where over uh, 2,000 years ago, angels appeared in a field before the shepherds and announced their Savior, the Messiah, that the Lord had been born in Bethlehem. If you've got your outlines out, Go ahead with me and look at the very first verse up on top. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. I like how the shepherds uh, reacted to this in, in incredible experience, this, this announcement from the angels. They didn't automatically reject it. 
You know, they didn't just say this must have been a hoax. They didn't say that this, this must have been a hallucination. They decided to investigate. So that's maybe why you're here today. You're saying, well, what's all this, this, this hubbub about? I just moved to this, this little town in Adairsville, and, 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 and I'm from somewhere where they don't talk about this a lot, but everybody here says Merry Christmas, and, 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 and they hear about Jesus, and I want to go somewhere. Maybe you're here for that. And I'm glad you didn't just reject it. I'm glad you didn't just say, this is crazy. They decided to investigate. The shepherds wanted to get to the bottom of it themselves. And so they went to Bethlehem uh, to determine the facts. Maybe that's why you're here today, to kind of try to separate the, the facts from fiction. So I want to try to answer the question of who was really in that manger on the first Christmas morning. So we're going to look at when Jesus grew up and, and deal with a couple of issues. I'm only doing two issues today. I know normally it's 10, <laughs> two. Issue number one, did Jesus claim that he is God? This is the first issue. Did Jesus claim that he is God. Short answer, yes. Yes. Jesus either directly or he indirectly made claims about himself and he claimed to be the son of God. John 10.30 says, I and the father are one. I and the father are one. Outright. In the Greek, Jesus is not saying we're the same person. He's saying something like, I and the Father are the same thing. I and the Father are the same thing. We're one in nature. What do you think some of those guys' uh, responses were? They wanted to kill him. He said, you're just a man. So Jesus claimed to be God. No question about it. He made the claim that he, he is God incarnate. Jesus made it clear in his words, in his deeds, that he knew, to, he, in his words and his deeds, he said, to know me is to know God. He said, to see me is to see God. To, to, to believe and to receive him was to believe and to receive God. He said, and to reject me is to reject God. Amen. We gotta get in there. So to honor him was to honor God. So did Jesus claim to be God? Yes, yes. But that leads to the second issue. Issue number two is this. Did Jesus show that he was God? Ooh. Did Jesus show that he was God? I mean, after all, anybody can claim to be God. Amen? But did he prove it? Did Jesus back it up? Well, so really, you just got to look at what some of his credentials were to prove and to show that he was God. And the first thing was, is, is, is his miracles. Let's look at his, his first part is his, his miracles. John 10, 37 says, Jesus is saying this. He's don't believe me unless I do the works of my father. Don't believe me unless I do the works of my father. Why? Because Jesus knew that miracles would be a strong confirmation of his identity. We read all about that in, are, are you guys still reading Luke, a chapter or not? 
We've been reading a lot about his miracles this week. And, and so we knew that in, in the accounts of Luke. You know, hundreds of years before uh, Jesus was born that, that Christmas morning, Isaiah said that miracles would be a way that the Messiah would be authenticated. He said Jesus performed miracles uh, and, and feats, miraculous feats in, in broad daylight, right in front of skeptics, right in front of them. He had, he had power over nature. He, he turned water into wine. He healed the blind. He healed leprosy. He, he brought Lazarus back to life. And here's what I find really interesting in reading about. Even Jesus' opponents admitted that Jesus performed miracles. They just got mad because sometimes he did it on the Sabbath. Even those opponents did that. So to me, that was evidence that he really did. Even people didn't like him. Second credential is this, his character. His character. You know, the closer we get to people, the more we see their flaws. Y'all ever notice that? I know some of you think that I don't have any flaws. <laughs> you spend five minutes with me and you see all kind of tears and flaws. You see them quick. But amazingly, the exact opposite happened to those people who hung out with Jesus. The closer they got to him, they, the more they marveled at his moral perfection. I, I mean, nobody was closer to Jesus than Peter and John. They were up close and personal with him 24-7 for, for three years. How did they assess his character? Look at 1 John 3, 5. In him is no sin. No error, no sin. And, and look what Peter says in Peter 2, 20, 1 Peter 2.22. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. He didn't even tell a white lie. No deceit. This is, this is an incredible character of Jesus is backing up his claim to be God. He has an incredible character. The third credential is this. I love this one. This is going to take some looking into it, maybe. His fulfillment of prophecy. His fulfillment of prophecy. The Old, Old Testament contains many predictions of, of the coming of the Messiah, of the coming of the Messiah, of Savior, of coming of God himself. And when you piece together these ancient predictions, they create something like, you ever watch verse 48? See, that's one of my flaws. I like verse 48. And when them boys find a fingerprint, he got him. He was there. It was on the trigger. You did it. Amen? So these, all this stuff, all these predictions, they create like this fingerprint of the Messiah. And the Bible says whoever fits this fingerprint is truly the Messiah. But it's a heck of a fingerprint. And that's how you authenticate the next Messiah. And, and, and it, it is incredible. But of all the people in the world, all the people in the world, only Jesus fulfilled every one of them. Every one of them. This prophetic fingerprint. Isaiah wrote the child would be born of a virgin. 
that he would be called mighty God. Who else has been called mighty God? You know, that he would be called Emmanuel. God is with us. Who else in history? He said he would be born of the seed of Abraham to be of the tribe of Judah, the house of David. That he would be even born in Bethlehem. This is just some of them. That he would, he would cleanse the temple. That he would be killed in a, at a specific time in history. That he would be rejected by the Jews. That his hands and his feet would be pierced. Let me tell you something about that. When Isaiah wrote this, crucifixion wasn't even invented yet. He says his hands and his feet will be pierced. He was raised from the dead. Sit down at the right hand of the Father. All of these were fulfilled. Consider the odds. Consider those odds. Just start from his birth to, in Bethlehem. Some smart guy in California and his assistant mathematicians said, you know what, this can be quantified. And you know what the odds were? I wrote it down. One chance in a trillion, 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 trillion. That's the odds. That is a huge number. We can't even talk about that number. But Jesus fulfilled all 48 of the ancient prophecies. Amen. Every one of them. This didn't happen by chance. No. Jesus did it. Luke 24, 44. I have spit all over this thing. <laughs> Everything must be fulfilled that is written about. Y'all don't know, I'm excited about this. Maybe I needed this confirmation more than you did. But I needed to know that who I've been talking to for 60 years is who he says he is. Luke 24, says, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Fulfilled only in him. Only in him. And as a matter of fact, there's a couple of things that, that could only happen after he died. He died in 33 AD. And they had to be fulfilled after he died. The destruction of the temple, the second temple, and, and, and the divine appearance. All this happened in 70 AD. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Jesus is the Messiah, or they never will be a Messiah. Nobody can fulfill the prophecies that had to be fulfilled 2,000 years ago. So it's Jesus or nobody as the Messiah. Amen? It's Jesus or him. He's the only one. The fulfillment of the prophecy is powerful evidence and authentication. But his ultimate credential is this, his resurrection. <laughs> his resurrection. He didn't just claim it. He backed it up by returning from the dead. We know that he was dead after being uh, uh, crucified, not just from the New Testament. Ancient sources outside the Bible confirm his death. I'm going to tell you something, guys. The Journey of the American Medical Association says clearly Jesus died even before, even from his wounds before his side was afflicted. Oh, 
Even atheists say it's indisputable that Jesus was dead. We have reports of Jesus' resurrection. We have named our witnesses. Data, you know, backed by scholars within months of the death of Jesus. You can't just write this off as being a legend. We also have an empty tomb. Empty. Nobody was there. You know, even the enemies of Jesus admitted that it was empty. Everyone has conceded the tomb was empty. We have eyewitnesses inside and outside of the New Testament confirming, corroborating the, 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 the convictions of the disciples that they had encountered the risen Christ. I'm going to tell you, I'm about to tell you, and, and don't, don't, don't write me off because I'm about to tell you who said this. An attorney said this. I know some attorneys are not so. And if you're an attorney here, I'm glad you're here. Amen. Don't, don't think it wrong. Church is where you need to be. Amen. But the, the, the greatest uh, uh, attorney in the world, he was a defense attorney. His name, he, he's, he's Sir Lionel Lacou. He was knighted by Queen Elizabeth. But, but he was a skeptic of, uh, of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. So, so he, was, he was a man about evidence. And, and so he, he looked at the data. He looked at some informed decision. He made an informed decision. He spent two years investigating the, 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 historical, the historical resurrection. And, and, and here was his summary. I say unequivocally that the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so overwhelming that it compels acceptance by proof, which leaves exactly, uh, uh, absolutely no room for doubt. No room for doubt. I want to tell you this morning, there's no doubt that Jesus Christ has rose for you and for me. There's no doubt. So did the baby born in the manger claim to be the son of God? Yes. Jesus backed up that claim in four compelling ways, performing miracles. He lived a perfect life. He fulfilled all the prophecies, and he conquered death. He conquered death himself. The baby in the manger is the miracle-working, grace-suffering, uh, divine, one and only Son of God. And to that I say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christians, I want to tell you, it ain't just wishful thinking. Why did God do this? What is the purpose of Christmas? Well, you, you know, God becoming man, why did he do this? Jesus came to die as our substitute for all of our sins. He came to offer forgiveness and eternal life as a free gift of his grace. But there's something more. Oh, why did he have to come? He came to become one of us. He, he came to, to become flesh. He wanted us to be able to, to relate to him. He wanted us to be able to trust him. He, he went through our hunger. He, he was hungry and he was thirsty just like us. He became exhausted. He went through pain just like us. He's saying, friend, I know what you're going through. Whatever you brought here this morning, Jesus has been through that. He knows. And Jesus is opening the door to his kingdom. To you right now. Right now. I'm going to tell you something, guys. The admittance is free. The admittance is free. Just walk 
through the door. John 10, 10 says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I want to tell you something, guys. If God's kingdom is where you're going to find hope. It's where you're going to find peace. It's where you're going to find joy, eternal security. There's more to life than where you're at right now. There's more to life. Jesus has the keys and they're free. They're free. Look what he said in Revelation 3.20. Jesus said, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. I want to tell you guys, don't be stubborn. Don't be, don't be prideful. Jesus said, come on in. He said, Jim, how do I walk through that door? How do I, how do I do that? I feel him doing that. I want to close this by, by doing this. And, and, and I'm kind of closing abruptly, but that's all right. Close your eyes. And if you, if you want to walk through that door, I want you to pray this prayer for me. You can stay there in your seat. You can do it here. I found out a long time ago, Jesus can save you wherever you're at. And, but pray with me. And I need to pray this prayer myself. Lord Jesus. As, as, as best as I can, I do believe that you are the unique Son of God who came into this world at Christmas on a rescue mission for me. Please forgive me of all my wrongdoing that separates me from God. And in repentance, and faith right now I, I walk through that door that is open into your kingdom forever thank you for, for dying on the cross to pay the penalty that I deserve for the sins that I've committed and, and, and thank you for offering forgiveness and eternal life as a free gift of your grace and right now, I receive those gifts in a spirit of repentance and faith. And Lord, help me to grow in my relationship with you in this world. Help, help to manifest the, the nine qualities of love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control increasingly in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for opening the door so you and I can spend eternity together. And it's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Guys, Lee's going to come sing. If you prayed that prayer, let me know today. Just, you know, just let me know somehow. If you don't want to come down and tell me now, call me or something. And, and I'd love to pray with you again. But I'm going to be down here, and, and I'd love to pray with anybody that wants to pray. And, and then, then Jacob's going to come up, and some folks are going to help him get up. And we're going to set the, set the stage for his baptism, if y'all want to go ahead and start that. And, um, but while they're setting up, let's, let's stand and give the Lord a song. And, and if, if you want to pray, come do that too.
but they're going to be getting up here and, and to Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this time, and I thank you for Jacob and uh, his uh, willingness to, since he's got a new brain, he wants to commit it to you. And uh, Lord, we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. They call him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He bled and died to bow my pardon an empty grave was there to prove my Savior lives and because he lives I can face I'll cross that river
fight life's fine war with going to get off that easy. We're going to talk for a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, as you guys know, Jacob's been around the world. If you've been to any concerts, any ball games, any baseball games, any pilots, I believe his wheelchairs have been, the, the wheels have been rotated a couple times at Discount Tire because he's, he's going everywhere. Um, I've seen you in a lot of places. But there's one thing I wanted to share with everybody. Our little Sunday school class is out here, Jacob. I don't know if you saw all these guys over here. You guys say hi. Hi. There's about 20 little buddies there. They just wanted to tell you hello. And they got made, made up little posters, things like, hey, where's the pilot at? How do we eat clam strips? You know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, the lesson today, they said that an, an angel came to Mary. And we told him about you, and we told him that it's a different Mary. But it's the same kind of angels. But for all you guys that don't know this, you see Barry's long hair. There's a hair thing that runs around in their family. So we were all going to on a mission trip to uh, the Navajo Nation. Remember that? Yeah. What'd you do? I got my hair. And, uh, oh, <laughs> He shows up the day before we left with a full-blown mohawk. <laughs> and his words were, Roy, you think anybody's going to have a problem with that? I said, I believe you might be the only one. I don't know for sure. <laughs> but there was a guy on that trip that came up, and he said, I'm going to help take care of you, and I'm going to watch over you. His name was Kyle. Remember that? So as the story goes, we're in front of a big Walmart in Gallup, New Mexico, 
doing a, a puppet show and refreshments and all the things that goes with the, uh, a Bible school. So Jacob says, I'm going to go to the restroom. Would that be all right? Yeah, sure, go ahead. He walks down the road, and I look at Kyle. Kyle looks at me, and we both go, that may not be a real good idea. Uh, part of our arrangement was he had a ball cap, and he was wearing that ball cap all the time. It's just not attract any attention. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know what happened to the ball cap. Anyway, we walk into the Walmart, into the entryway, and there's Jacob surrounded by about five Navajo teenage boys. <laughs> and uh, big Kyle walks right in the middle of all of them, looks down at those boys, because he's an intimidating fella, and he said, we're just leaving. And those guys go, yeah, you, go ahead. <laughs> As we got out the door, Kyle put his arm around you. He said, I'm going to always watch over you. So it's no coincidence. There's a new angel in heaven, guys. And now this guy can see. And now he can walk. And your new brain knows who Jesus is, doesn't it? So I'm going to turn you over to Jim because he's got some work to do, okay? <laughs> we thought y'all might want to know about that story. Right. Well, Jacob, I've been reading about Jesus' miracles this week, and I, and all I could see these four guys bringing you up here was there was another guy that was paralyzed and bedridden, and those four guys tore the roof off the house to get their friend to Jesus. And uh, you told me it was with a, you were baptized with an old brain. I remember that. But you got a new brain now. Yeah. And you want to know and remember this. Yeah, I think you will. I think we all will. And so I'm going to, I talked to you and I said, I said, Jacob, remember the questions? I said, Jacob, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. You need to hold your nose like you told me. Ready? Amen. Amen. I got about a half gallon left. You want that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I pray for you? <laughs> Somebody get that ice out of there before he realizes. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for Jacob. I thank you for his faith. I thank you for his change. And I thank you for what's happening to the people here. Oh, Holy Spirit, move. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. <laughs>